do you make sure you have a good time? I tr- what's say that again? Do you make sure you have a good time? I I try to ensure I have the capacity for a good time. That's all that matters. <laughs> everybody pre-accident investigation this is the pod i'm so excited to know that jeff lith uh that name rhymes jeff lith i always have to stop at that for me i don't know why that's a problem to say but when you say it like that you know i'm always pleased to know that people ensure they have a good time because here's my theory on that you can either choose to be happy or choose not to be happy i'm guessing it's way more interesting and way more satisfying to choose to be happy. That's my theory on happiness choosing. So I'm very excited for today's pod. This is very, we have much to talk about today. It's going to be a rip roar snorter. Is snorter a word, Jeff? It is now. Yeah, I think it's, well, no, it's totally a word, but I don't know if it fits there perfectly. Um, because we get to just kind of hang out and talk with Jeff about what's going on. And a lot of it is pretty interesting. One is, the opportunity, um, the work Jeff's doing is is pretty exciting. So, and the opportunity for more of that work to happen is even more exciting. <laughs> so that's cool as well. I am done with winter. Are you, Jeff? How do you feel about winter? Well, we've got this Western Canada winter, right? So right. it's really just rainy and gray. We, Which is also yeah. the summer for you, right? <laughs> Ouch. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I just read this article about how nobody really lives in vast parts of British Columbia. Well, so vast all, parts, like lots of British Columbia doesn't have any people. Yeah, lots of Canada doesn't have any people. We all of what, what is that factoid that all of Canada is the same population as all of California and also the same population as Greater Tokyo. Really. Spread across all of Canada. Man, that's a well, den- that's a whole theory. That's a density theory study right there. there. That's a that's graduate work. There's some places you could swing a cat and not hit anybody. That's for sure. That's right. If you were into swinging cats, and well, don't, and I that's don't get us wrong. We are not proposing cat swinging. No, I think ethical non-monogamy amongst cats. <laughs> that's right. We don't want to get canceled <laughs> by the cat community. I, although I think we might already kind of be, yeah. So I've been you in trouble. I've been in trouble. The podcast has gotten controversial. You know what turned everything around is when I said In and Out Burgers French fries don't taste good. Man, that was that was like the most controversial thing ever uttered. Isn't that the ability to like the hamburgers? I think are, are oh, earth earth shattering, life right, life changing. Right. But In and Out doesn't have to be you know awesome on both fronts. Well, you, know, does, you can hold the fact that their burgers are awesome and their fries are kind of crappy at the same time. Yeah, you can have you can have two opinions at the same time. So. Well, we I can, but there are a vast amount of people who listen to the podcast who clearly don't believe that to be true and think that I'm crazy. Well, and I like to think theory. I have expertise in the French fry community. <laughs> I uh, I have to smother them in in ketchup when I go there. Um uh so if the podcast is is kind of getting you in a bit of trouble these days, are we sure we want to do this? Like, am I the guy? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, I would say no. The only thing that's interesting about the podcast, and and it's fun too, because uh, well, all the people that are are hanging out with us now know this as well. Is it just keeps 
um, growing, which is the weirdest thing because it, I don't really know how to promote it. I mean, I've never really known how to promote. I don't know what you would do to promote it. I suppose I could talk about it when I give talks and stuff, but I never think about that. No, it doesn't. It's, inter- a, it, it's a very special thing that you do, man. And, and um, you know, I think wherever we go in this space is that this, this show of yours is is really something with a legacy that that brings people together twice very, a week, baby, in all kinds of weather. I don't know how you do it. It's um, it's it's you would think it is a little. It's a commitment for sure. I mean, you're committed to it. But the thing that I thought would be the hardest, which would be how do you how do you have stuff to talk about? And I agree. Sometimes I don't think I have very much to talk about. But sometimes there's lots to talk about. Like today, there's lots to talk about. Um. The content part is not really that difficult. And I think that has to do with with sort of the great cycle of time, um, which is interesting to me because I would suggest, and I guess this makes total sense if you say it out loud. I haven't thought about it. But I would suggest we know more now than we did 10 years ago or five years ago or 20 years ago. I mean, that seems super, like, stupidly obvious when you say it out loud. Kind of. But we were pretty committed to those ideas 10 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, hallelujah on the, the circle of time thing. I've been, I've had this, this has helped me with this. This is not probably the right expression, but the expression that's been on my mind is, is that what goes around comes around. And I'm afraid that that sounds like it has a more negative connotation. I it is, mean it it is a part. little, it is a little bit revengey. It's a little darky. <laughs> um, I think that, um, I mean it in the virtuous circle way, right? Like those seeds we plant and, and uh, the things, you know, that get started and it takes a while. And, and maybe the other strong feelings about this passage of time is that the, you know, the, the pandemic kind of had us, was a little suspended animation-y. I mean, things oh, happen, yeah. things, but I, you know, coming out last January and, and, and hidden the scene again. And um, it was wonderful. Are you doing but, a lot of work? Are you, are you out there? on the talking to people and on the streets and giving workshops and doing that kind of stuff. You know, I like to, yeah, I like to be in the trenches doing the work. Well, that's what you're, that's what you're good at, right? What I love, but, but uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not as probably public facing as much, but I like to be in. So are people calling you or are you not, have you not hung your shingle out? (laughs) <laughs> big enough or are people calling you are you busy or what's yeah no it's good the the space is really moving there are more people interested than ever and i find that the help they need is is changing a bit so it's well, not so tell me more about that because th- that is i think a really interesting part of what you bring to the table is that y- you can really help diffuse these ideas into the organization that's your kind of if i were to pick your uh i don't know the french for reason to live that's it that's the word i was looking for say that again no i'm from this part of canada but if if you were to pick that your niche yeah or in new mexico we call it your niche right (laughs) if if you were to pick your niche that's that's really your niche you're i mean you're super good at introducing the ideas to an organization but you're even better helping the organization roll those ideas into applied use. I was going to say I've since 2012, I've tried to be an applied guy in this space and, and there wasn't a heck of a lot to apply back then. So I've been um, 
that's been the the edge, the cutting edge of this space that I've been the most interested in is in the detail. It's in the application and it's on the shop floor. So, so you know, the nuance of, uh, of how to integrate with an organization and, and what, what do we need to know about an organization and, and what conversation do we have to have so that we really know the, the buttons to push. And so what have, what have you learned? I mean, so what, what is it that you can help a company do or what is it that companies need to do either? That's the same question. It's just one way to ask it and another way to ask it, but what do companies need to do to help sort of get this out? I have my theories, but yeah, I, I think it's all in the approach. I think that this, this body of knowledge going back, however many decades that, that, you know, we practice in it's, there's a lot there now. Right. And so it's, I don't think that the, the answer lies in the body of knowledge. I think that it lies in knowing the organization and in meeting them where they're at, really yeah. understanding them deeply and then working with them. It's, it's for it not to be a wholesale change or, or anything too significant, but to really build on strengths. I, you know, Todd, I think it's practicing what we preach. Well, so I think you're exactly right. I think one of the yeah. things that's interesting, you said two powerful things. One is that you have to meet the organization where it is. Mm. So then if that's true, and I believe that's fundamentally true, that's that it's important true, then that means you have to be able to tailor the approach to match what the organization needs. And that's really what you're good at is sort of figuring out these guys should start here, but the next guys should probably start there. And the third group, they're not even close to this. They need that. And it's all good. There's no wrong answer. I mean, it's, it's all good because when you talk about what comes around goes around or the cycle of time, we've, what I really think we're probably talking about is a maturity curve. It's just the yep. maturity curve is not as romantic because it doesn't come back around. Although I would suggest we are learning that maturity curves, in fact, may go all the way around in a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm a, gar a guide to the big salad bar of, of uh, I don't know, of all of these concepts and tools and principles and models. And that's I think a, that's a good way to think of it. I would probably push you to an all-you-could-eat buffet. Um <laughs> And I, but only because I try to stay out of the salad bar as much as I can. Well, um, you know, for sure. Cause lettuce isn't really food. Well, no, 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 I agree. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's getting to know what, like I say, what, what needs, what their, what their appetite is and, and what, what should they best have and how much of this and how much of that, you know, it's not about, for me, it's not about, uh, any particular tools or, or concepts of my own it's just about being a sort of a navigator to the space and, yeah. and and that all starts with really understanding their reasons and their history and what is sacred there in, in these organizations and what's not and, and making the change that you can uh, and going on a journey that's we're doing a lot of that now we're doing a lot of that and we're we're circling i find i see us circling back around and us and um fine-tuning uh, yeah. some practice an organization yeah. so you know the real example of that is learning teams that that there's a a number of organizations that are are trying as they should and and getting their feet wet but they're not had a lot of feedback that they're not quite getting the results as advertised right and so you know going back in and just looking at their process and and maybe just advising tuning that up a bit that's been huge well i think it needed that too because when when i first really started um 
playing around with, you know, using workers to help identify the problem and the solution. It was super organic. And I never thought of it as anything other than just a, a, something you do on the way to getting there. So I never thought of it as having meaningful um, space. It's certainly not theoretic space. And it's fun now because of all the things to become controversial, learning teams have become somewhat controversial. That that construction safety paper that came out, which, by the way, that paper is uh, if you've not read that, that's such an interesting paper. It's just a, it's a really awful research question, and it was clearly written by people who've never done, like for instance, an investigation. I'll just toss that out there. I, I think I know the one you're talking about, and I, I, um, learned. Um, I like I say, being an applied guy, I would agree that 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 over the years, over the last decade, papers like that 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 are a research question. For the sake of an important research question, or putting a marker out there in, in the research space, so it doesn't didn't really resonate with me as a practitioner because I don't know anybody who is practicing as linearly as as depicted there. Yeah, but I, I, you know, and that's another big difference. Talking about the passage of time is is back 2012 and that era. Uh, there was the stuff that was coming out was just loved it it was wild but i think it's great that we've evolved 10 years later where we can do there's pieces like that that put their markers in space does it still feel anarchy ish is that a word yeah no sir you're talking about the, the heretic yeah is? the heretic yeah. part or so we you know just uh, a sid in 2014 and and i a couple years after that i was got a few speaking gigs as a heretic and that was the time john green was getting a lot of traction for his safety is broken quote unquote piece so that i'd say that's something that's really gone away that, has it gone away or have we have we benefited from it and moved into a better space because of it yeah there you go sure because then i'm not sure it goes away i mean to me what's so interesting is when you think about like like think about the journey we went on with um with the the folks in australia Okay, can we say the name of their company? Yeah. Okay. Blue Scope. Think about yeah. the Blue Scope journey. Yeah. When did yeah. we When did we start that? Oh man, um, I think we we got the pilot off the ground in 2018 and through 2019. Um, and that's that's okay. Let's talk about Circle of Time. Okay. That's let's the, let's get on it. Here we go. That's the first best example. Is that in a few short weeks we are going to be in the the most beautiful industrial city ever, ever, Wollongong. And it's going to be four years almost to the day. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. No, you're right. Just one, just one global pandemic ago, and yeah. and we were there. But we, should, we should do a whole – I'd like to do a whole podcast on on how the pandemic impacted companies, but that's – Well, that is because, yeah, the companies did different things, didn't they? Oh, sure. this, this, this idea that the whole globe went into – this uncertainty space at the same time is super interesting. And what's interesting to me is how the way we're coming out of that is it's really predictable when you look at it kind of from 10 feet away, instead of coming out of it smarter and more diverse in our thinking, hmm. it seems like we're coming out of it less smart and less diverse in our thinking. But that's, I think that that topic is, um, I don't want to derail us because we, 
I mean, I feel like we could go like 40 hours on that, and that would be hideously boring. So go back to Wollongong, the gong. Okay, I I was going down that going down that path you were painting there. No, I think maybe that's what we're finding out. You know, I thought we were going to find out those answers, how far we've come a lot last year. And I think last year was just getting back on our feet and getting back to traveling and, and socializing and working to that degree, right? Sharing, getting back together and sharing information. I think this year feels like the year. And I think Wollongong, the sort of circle of life that is, is going back to Wollongong four years later and seeing the difference uh, that's happened in that time is, is amazing. I mean, Blue Scope's gone on to win awards in that period. They're hosting this major global conference. It's that's that's a big thing. That are companies it. getting better now? Now, given given the fact that that progress ebbs and flows in organizations, and that I really do think this is controversial too, but I really do think you're one senior leader away from having to start again. With culture, with quality, with – I mean, we can look at companies around the globe and we can see there's places where they advance and then there's places where they sort of fall. They retreat back into their old ways. But if you ask me, uh, it seems like there's genuinely a, a spirit of continuous improvement that probably you know, is more palpable now than it would have been 10 years ago. Oh, Huge, huge. And I think setbacks happen, right? Some setbacks like that can happen. And and I think not all progress is visible necessarily, but um, time has been passing and people have been thinking thoughts and, and having feelings all this time. And so it's just it's just really great days, really interesting days um, last year in this. I, I didn't think last year, I thought last year was the best year ever, <laughs> to be well, honest. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it seemed like a good year to me. I mean, yeah. And this, I, I, thought a couple months ago just just in december i was thinking wow that's so kind of to say oh this was a great year next year is going to be even better and i was troubled i was like well how how could it be really um but shit i gotta i gotta say it's shaping up it's shaping up to be here's i got another circle of time for you yeah hit me so you and i hung out at uh energy safety canada's banff conference last year in the beautiful hop hopwarts hotel yes hogwarts hotel that is the Banff Springs. That, that place um, is crazy. So this year marks the 10th anniversary of the Safety Differently Book Club. You're kidding. Yeah. And we, Sid is attending at the Energy Safety Canada conference and, and the Safety Differently Book Club really started um, when Sid visited Vancouver in 2014. And it went, hmm, it went interestingly, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> and, and, and that really spawned the first book club. We had to get together and drown our sorrows and commiserate a few of us safety people that, that really wanted to make change and, and were a little bit dejected that that uh, it didn't change didn't take off after that event like wildfire. So so kudos to Energy Safety Canada because they're giving us the opportunity to celebrate in a beautiful setting the tenth anniversary of the book club with sit in attendance. We get to we get to really reflect on what a difference a decade makes and uh, um, how far we've come, what's changed, how we've all changed and the space has changed and, and Sid's reception has, has changed probably. Oh, totally. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that. Yeah. What, what do you yeah. think? So for, I have two questions about the, man, that's unbelievable. The book club's 10 years old. Yeah. That's unbelievable to me. Um, so did you have enough books? That's question one. Did you run um, out of books? I mean, are there enough no, books? We, 
so our strategy around that is not to start with a lot of books in the first place. <laughs> so, that... so yeah, Sid's, Sid's, Sid's most famous comment, he, he walked in last year and we were doing a, a series of, we did a chat last year and filmed it. And um, Sid's first comment was, we meet in bars and restaurants. Sid's comment is, where's the books? <laughs> so, so the Safety Differently Book Club was right around the time of that Vancouver session that was that was pretty chaotic and the Safety Differently book was was happening at that time. And so it, it, it's not a book club in the classic sense. It's a it's a social they're social groups. Um, and also, too, over the years, it wasn't always a book to, to hunker down and read chapter by chapter as a group. It was often a paper or a video or, or some other resource that was coming out into the space that was the, the hot topic. So we've never been a classic cover to cover book club in that regard, but we've always tried to cling to the latest and greatest conversation in this space. But mostly it was um, commiseration. <laughs> group group commiseration. Group commiseration. So it's we're going to commiserate in the most beautiful place ever. Ten years after the inception of it, and uh, I think it's. I'm looking forward to a great conversation. I can't believe it's happening. So it's kind of like safety differently anonymous. <laughs> instead of Maybe. friends of instead of friends of Bill W, you're friends of of Sid D. I was I was Brent said that the other day when we were in in uh, Calgary, and he said uh, he says I'm a I'm a safety person in recovery. It's been it's been three years since I've blamed a blamed a worker. Since I blamed a worker for a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna maybe do coins. Um, so question two: How do yeah. you how do you think um, Dr. Decker will have changed, if any? It's I'll, I'll I'll leave this open to you can say not at all, but I bet you won't. Well, who who has not changed at all in ten years? Um, well, especially these ten years. I mean, the, right. so there's been a lot of intensity and lots of change, and um, I mean, the pandemic is. We talked about that, but also the fact that these ideas um, seem to diffuse really quickly. Um, I mean, I, honestly, if you look at the rate of change, the diffusion is 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 kind of amazing. I mean, you you. You hear people talking about this all the time now. Who who was the wise man who said the answer is the enemy of the question? Who's uh, some I don't know some guy. He was probably <laughs> I don't probably, know. I can, he's probably I, he'd probably been at the salad bar all day. Uh, <laughs> so his brain wasn't being fed. Um, I I don't know, man. I mean, I'm anxious to have the conversation. I, going back to that, remembering to practice what we preach is is that uh, I think that these are sincere, curious questions, and it's a great opportunity to ask those questions. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get. So how do you get to go to that? I mean, for, first of all, you have, you got to go to Energy Safety Canada. I well, mean, this is, yeah, you got to be, that's, uh, when is that? Uh, May? First week of May? Yeah, usually. Some, uh, it's, it's when the weather's nice and the fire season just starts taking off. Yeah, yeah. We can warm ourselves by the forest fire. No, the... Um, Energy Safety Canada, Banff, Alberta, first week of May. Find it online. If you're, if you're there, you can go, right? I mean, it's... I believe so. Yeah, that's this is fresh. I'm, you're the first to uh, actually hear this piece of news, so I don't have all the details. Well, right let's just to... make the rules up since we're first, you know. If you you can, can how about, let's, let's say this. If you can find it, you can go to it. Well, but... that's true. <laughs> I, like, I like that. If you can find it, you're welcome. No, it's that's that's a great... It's just, 
It's wonderful. It's, it's exciting. Wollongong and Blue Scope is a four to five year loop, you know, of, of wow, we can we can meet again and, and mark the passage of time. And the book club is a is 10 years. That's a decade to to think about. Now there's there's chapters in like eight or nine cities around the world. People get together and have book club uh, meetings. So that's going to be a great reflection. And and then going back to the work piece and, and the, the you know, the front facing piece, I'll say, um, I think it was six, math is hard, six years ago. And, and we were hanging out and you said, you've got to meet this guy, Brent Sutton. And I said, yeah, who's, who's this guy? And, and you explained and I thought, okay, yeah, he sounds really interesting. And, and didn't right away, we were actually down in, in their neck of the woods in 2020 and I didn't meet Brent then. And it wasn't, didn't really sort of take you up on that until the beginning of the pandemic. And so Brent and I became sort of pandemic partners, if you will. Um, we didn't meet in person until January last year. Wow. But the, the collaboration and the trust and the, and the complementarity of, of strengths, you know, um, I'd been, been doing this work for 12 years now since I resigned, uh, a conventional safety position. And it's, um, it gets lonely, I gotta say, being a sort of a one guy out, out doing the work. And so these last couple of years of working with, in a trusted group, you know, and, and collaborating like that has really just felt fantastic. And, uh, you know, we're able to, I think, be smarter, more smarter collectively uh, and support each other in that. So it's it's just fantastic. We collaborated on the book last year. Um, uh, we've got another, I can't talk about it, but there's another in the works for, for 2024. Um, so just great things are coming from Top that. Secret. Top, top, project, top Secret. Top Pro- project Secret. Project X. Do you know this 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 4D piece that came out? I was we were at Ramen the other night. I'm just normally I wouldn't include what we were having for dinner when know, this conversation but, came but, out, but I thought yes, I'm glad you did because it's amazing there. I you're you're lucky on the food side. You got that going. Really, I'm too lucky on the food side. So we're slurping away at our ramen, and we were having this chat. And you know. Here's how I, this is what I think of the partnership. This is how I'd speak to it. In 2018, we were with you guys in uh, Vegas and I heard Ivan mention the three Ds and they resonated with me like three notes being played that sounded really nicely together. And so I sat with that and I thought in my industrial, with my industrial clients, it needed to change a little bit. And, and so we added this fourth dimension, difficult, the difficulty of work or a task. And that I add, so I feel like I added one note. So that became a little set of four musical notes that just sounded really nice together. And I thought would sound awesome out in my industrial world and was proud of them, still proud of them. But I'll tell you, those four notes that sound good together um, through this partnership, um, what what learning teams and, and Brent has been able to do is take those four notes and build a symphony on really based around those four notes. What we're doing now using the four Ds for unpacking critical risk and, and psychosocial risk and, and validating critical controls. I mean, I had no idea the potential for this. It just, you know, sounded good at the time. That's the thing um, about good so ideas. That's, I think the strength of, well, and good partnerships. Yeah, was that each of us doesn't see the whole picture, but but together we're we're smarter. The wisdom of the crowd, the wisdom of the gang. Yep, yep. you bet. That's what it's all about. Okay, last question. 
What's been yeah. the best lesson for you through this whole journey? Oh, personal or professional? Um, either. Either is fine. Just make it interesting. Don't make it boring. Well, I think it's, I, I think these, this, these have been a few years of having to reflect on ourselves and our reactions and, and what triggers us and, and how we think and what we do. I mean, it's really been a, inwardly, it's, it's really been a lesson in that. And, and uh, so that's one thing. What's been important externally, I think, is going back to, you know, what we touched on earlier about the kind of that edgy adversarialness of maybe seven years ago, something like that. And there's, I think, some patience and understanding um, outward facing um, and that there's really no need for anything edgier adversarial. This is all coming from a place of help and coming from a place of understanding and restoration. So, yeah. so I think that's, that's a big thing, personal, personal management and, um, mindfulness, I think. And, uh, and then just really being patient and understanding with organizations. Um, I mean, even the people we work with in organizations are sometimes frustrated by the things they can't control. So yeah, I don't think it makes anything better for yeah. us being frustrated. I agree. Adding frustration to their frustration. And I like the fact that, that as the adversarial section of this is reducing and as the positive change part is increasing, we're getting better. And that is the key. You are the best. So that's the pod. No, you are the best. No, isn't Jeff, isn't Jeff amazing? That's the pod. I'm glad you got to hang out with us and listen to us. Stick around. There's more. Always good stuff coming. Until then, though, learn something new every single day. Bet you did today. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be good to each other. Be kind to each other. And for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe. Buck Club, 10 years old. It's unbelievable.